Amen. Praise God for his good, good, good word. Amen. I just thank the Lord for the presence of the Lord. Sometimes we just got to take time and let him move. Got to take time and let him speak to us. Amen. I find a lot of times he speaks to me through a song. You know, it's true. God will tell you something through a song. Amen. And he'll tell you, he'll give you a message of encouragement and strength. Listen, I'm not the best preacher in the world, but I believe God can use me. Come on, somebody. We're not the best singers and players in the world. I think they got people way, way better, but they don't have God. (laughs) They're singing songs of death, not singing songs of life. That's where it's at. We need to remember that God is calling us to sing songs of life. Amen. Let me pray before I get started. Lord, I thank you for this morning. I, I just praise you for your word. I thank you for what you're going to do this morning and ask you to move by your spirit. Thank God for his Holy Spirit. And Book was right this morning when he was talking about when David numbered the people. We should never number people. Man, we should have, we, where two or three are gathered in his midst, the Bible says God is in the midst of us. Amen. And we look for, we look for quantity but not quality. You know, I'd rather have people that love the Lord and faithfully serve the Lord than have a whole church of rebels that don't understand nothing about Jesus. Amen? Amen. And that's what we're here for this morning. We're here to hear the truth. Amen? We're here to hear about Jesus. Amen? People that are hungry. I don't know about you, but I've been getting real hungry lately, and I'm not talking physical hungry. (laughs) There's something inside of me that's saying, draw close to me. Come on, Jesus. Something inside of me says, I want to know you. I want to know your word. I want to, I want to know the God that I, I serve. Listen, I didn't waste one minute in 30-something years on Jesus. Not one. Because everything I gave, he doubled in his return. He multiplied so much more. He given me his grace and his mercy. When I was down and out, guess who was there? Jesus. When I was facing... Life's trouble, when nobody seemed to be around, guess who was there? All the time. Turn with me to uh, Acts chapter 19. And I want to talk about something nobody's talking about too much no more. Nobody, it surprises me how much that the church has silenced the Holy Spirit. Today we're living in an age where the Holy Spirit is not essential in the modern church. I'm going to shock you. Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit is not goosebumps. (laughs) He's not not twisting on the floor and jumping a pew. And as much as I love tongues, it's not speaking in tongues. For it's part of it. But the Holy Spirit is, is, is the minister of God to us. When G, we gave our heart to Jesus, said Jesus came to live in my heart. Jesus didn't physically come live in your heart. He sent his spirit. And that's who came to live in your heart, the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit came and filled your heart. Man, hallelujah. With the spirit of Christ. The Holy Spirit is not a, a, a popular topic today. Listen, serious, you can turn the radio on or, or internet. Very few people are mentioned in the Holy Spirit. How can you have a church 
without the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. In the beginning, God's Spirit moved upon the waters. Even from the very beginning of the book of Genesis, the Spirit of God was moving. And that was the Holy Spirit. God spoke to his men and prophets and of all. That was the Holy Spirit. When God said something to the church, he said it through the Holy Spirit. Jesus is the message of Christ and crucified, but that comes through the Holy Spirit. They got a lot of people today that stand up and say, well, we believe Jesus died for our sins, but no Holy Spirit. <laughs> Come on, somebody. It's just become a words that we use, like amen or hallelujah, uh, you know, stuff like that. And, and we start using things like that and with no power to back it, right? If the Holy Spirit is not leading your life and directing you, are not saved. Oh, <laughs> listen to me, brother. I'm not here to pick on anybody this morning. I'm talking about the power of God living in your heart. Name the Holy Ghost. Who is the Holy Ghost? We hear about Jesus a lot. We hear about the Father a lot. But who is the Holy Ghost? What is this being we call the Holy Spirit? Where he's coming from? Well, in my Bible, he says he's the third man in the Trinity. He's the one that, that's part of the holiness of God. He is God. Come on, somebody. He is God. He has a, he's, he's a person. The person of the Holy Spirit. He's not just a force or a magical something. He is the, he is the person of the Holy Ghost. He's offended. He gets angry. He won't move where he's not accepted. When we allow sin in the church and the, and, and the people of God doesn't correct it, the Holy Spirit moves out. Because he's not going to be where sin is present. Sister, when, when God deals with a heart, he deals with him through the whole. What brings conviction? The Holy Ghost. What brings peace? What brings peace? The Holy Ghost. What brings power? The Holy Ghost. What brings healing? The Holy Ghost. Oh, <laughs> the Holy Ghost is the, is the power of God in his church. When we pray for the sick and they're healed and Jesus heals them, Jesus don't physically come and lay his hand on them. He sends the Holy Ghost. I can prove it scripturally. Jesus is doing the miracles or the Father's doing the miracles through the name of Jesus, but the Holy Ghost is present to do the miracles. I don't want to be a church without the Holy Ghost. I don't want to be a church without the power of the Holy Spirit dealing in, with our hearts. Paul is approaching this group of people that were believers. And he, he comes to them in Ephesians. And he finds them there and he says... Why, who, who do you believe? Well, we're believers, but to whom were you baptized? Well, we were baptized unto John's baptism. Repentance. Baptism under repentance. But have, it's a question to him. Have you received 
the Holy Ghost since you believe. You know what they said? We don't even, we never heard if there even was a Holy Ghost. <laughs> well, they must have not been listening real good because John said, I baptize you with water, but he that coming after me baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. But anyway, let me read verses, uh, let me read this story and I'm going to tell you what the Lord showed me. Verse 1 says, And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that, that Paul, having passed through the upper region, came to Ephesus and find some disciples. And he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed or since you believed? That's a good question. Paul is addressing a subject that is needed in the church. Here's a bunch of believers trying to serve God without the Holy Spirit. They don't even know nothing about the Holy Spirit. Isn't that like the modern day church? We don't need the Holy Spirit. We can figure this thing out ourselves. We don't need the power of God. We have it all together. We Listen, the Holy Spirit is not something mentioned in the modern church very often. But they claim to be of God. They claim to be speaking from the Lord. You cannot speak for the Lord outside the Holy Spirit. Jesus is very clear. In, 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 in 3 John, it says that if anybody come unto you confessing that Jesus the Christ, he can't do that without the Spirit. If, if, if we understand that the gospel is not led by my power or this church's power, but it has to be directed according to the Holy Spirit. And it goes on. So then, verses uh, 3, and he said to them, and to what then were you baptized? And he said to them, uh, he said, to them, into what were you baptized? And so they said, into John's baptism. Oh, I'm a Catholic. I'm a Baptist. I'm a Pentecostal. You ever got that feeling? We, we, we were set up for John's ministry. We were baptized in, with John. Listen, John the Baptist was a man, of, one of the greatest prophets to ever live, Jesus said. No prophet ever born. And John never told them they didn't have to receive. Holy Spirit said, if you believe, <laughs> see, they said we didn't even hear if there was even a Holy Spirit. Like I said, they must have not been listening real good because John said it himself. I'm baptized with water, but he that coming after me shall be baptized in the Holy Spirit, and that's Jesus. And to get that message all screwed up and say, never heard of there was a Holy Spirit. The problem with us is that we think religion is enough. We think belonging to this church is enough. Come on. We think that, that we can do this outside the perimeter of the Holy Spirit, the, outside of the power of the Holy Spirit. If God's Spirit is not in the church, God is not in the church. And I know people listen to me over the Internet right now. They can get mad and cry and scream. If you don't have the power of the Spirit of God to live a holy life, you don't know God. You can't live a holy life outside the Holy Spirit. 
You'll never see victory in your walk with God with outside the Holy Spirit. Oh, my preacher will tell me what to do. He got a one, two, three book on how to follow. You can follow these steps. Throw it away. It's not worth it. If the Holy Spirit is not present in it. Who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is God. Come on, Lord Jesus. He is another form. He is another source of God. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost are one. God in all three. He is the third man in the Trinity. But he's as much as God as Jesus is God. Come on, Holy Spirit. That might not sound like it makes much sense to you. I didn't write this book. But the Spirit of God means that the Holy Spirit is God. How can you be the Spirit of God without not being God? That makes sense? So to trust in your own strength, that's why a lot of people fail today, Ray. That's why a lot of people can't go any further. Because they don't trust in the power of the Spirit in their lives. They don't, they don't understand it. Like these people said, we don't even know if there's a Holy Ghost. How can you believe without the Holy Spirit? How can you trust and, and, and walk any further in holiness without, have victory in your life without the Holy Spirit? You'll never be healed without the Holy Spirit. You'll never walk a holy life without the Holy Spirit. Never. The book of Acts, they call it the Acts of the Apostles. I think that's wrong. I think it's the Acts of the Holy Ghost. I mean, they wrote it like that, but they did it for reason. But it's not the, the, this is not the power of the apostles. The apostles were vessels. They were not God. They were not the strength and, the, and made the, the early church have victory. The apostles were just men chosen by God like I am. But they possessed something that Jesus said in verse 1 of chapter 8. Wait. Of Acts, till you be endured from power from on high. Don't do anything till you get that power. <laughs> Come on. Bob and preacher said, We don't need the Holy Ghost today. If Jesus needed it, because he received it, if the apostles needed it, why the hell we think we don't need it? <laughs> oh, but that's that was for those days. What, what's changed? I don't know about you, but I'm fighting the same devil they fought. And I'm going against the same problems they went against. And so are you. And how did they get victory, Brother Allen? They got it through the Holy Spirit. And, and trusting in the power of God in their life. You don't have the Holy Spirit, you ain't going to make it. And it's not about coming up here and getting prayed. It's about you seeking it. So God, I need your Holy Spirit, excuse me, I'll never walk this walk in victory till I am endowed by the power of God. And he said, boy, I tried and I always fall flat on my face. You're going to always fall flat on your face if you trust it in your own power to do it. There's no victory outside of the Holy Spirit, okay? Okay, turn to Acts chapter 2 verse 4. I want to show you something real quick. So, I'm, I'm, listen, the reason why you got a lot of churches that are full is because we have replaced the Holy Ghost with games. 
Mama. We have replaced the Holy Spirit with programs. We have we 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 sell in our church as a a social club. And saying that, oh, we got all these fun things going on. We got games, and we got we got we got this night out and that night out and and you know movie nights and and, and you know what I'm saying? But when you got to the point where you're saying, well, if I'm coming in because of all of that garbage, if that's what's attracted me, no wonder we don't have a, a powerless, prayless, dead church. If it got, the Holy Spirit is not welcome to do what he does, I believe today this church is here today because of the Holy Spirit. It was built on Pentecostal principles, believing in the power of God, believing in healing, believing in the manifestations of the things of the Spirit. That's the reason why it's here today. It's not here because a certain man was the pastor or certain people ruled. It was here when men sought God and realized there's a need for a church in Coda Homes. There's a need for a church where people can come and receive the message of Jesus and get forgiven for their sins. My prayer for Coda Homes is, Lord, pour out your Holy Spirit. I can go from house to house and beg people to come to church, but the Holy Spirit can go and be a deal with them for, but from sin, conviction of sin and wickedness. I was telling somebody earlier, I said, you know, I was looking at the story of the great Isuzu Street movement back in Los Angeles, back in the 1900s, early 1900s. Men were sitting at their house, and because the church was praying, the Holy Ghost fell in that place, and it was and trembling, realizing sin in their life, and they were, they were fearing it, just trying to find somebody to tell them how to get this guilt and this condemnation off their shoulders. In bar rooms, they were getting under conviction. The power of God was falling all over that place. It made a great move of God in America. Now, we, we, we're dead in America. We have pushed God out. We got preachers preaching the Holy Ghost out of the church. <laughs> Come on, somebody. We got preachers preaching the fear of God out of the church. We got happy uh, hairstyle preachers with white, white teeth smiling, sin right out of the church. Smiling God's power out of the church. Hollywood Joes, I want to be getting rich off of you. But can't give a word from the Lord. Come on, somebody. They're all reading out the same script. They're all reading out of the same book saying, well, you know, this is what we believe, blah, 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 blah. I don't care what you believe. If the Holy Spirit ain't in your church, if God ain't in your church. If God is not allowed to operate, if the Spirit of God is not allowed to move, the word of wisdom is not there, the word of knowledge, the gifts of healing, the gifts of miracles, the gifts of tongues, if these things are not operating, you are just a dead church. Nobody's seeking for the Holy Spirit. You'd be surprised how much preachers are not even mentioned in the Holy Spirit. I'm going to say it again, like I said many times. If he ain't here, God ain't here. We're wasting our time. If you want to pray for this church, pray the Holy Spirit be here.
If you want to pray for the church, pray the power of God is manifesting himself in this very building. There's no Holy Ghost, there's no God. Listen, I've seen some dead churches. I've seen some churches, man, you could have you heard the wind whistling through the windows. I mean, that's, that's bad. Can't get a man to raise his hand. Can't get a man to say hallelujah, a woman to say hallelujah. It's just, we're just, we're just Christians. Now, I know sometimes I go through dry spells myself. I'm not knocking that. I got, when that, that happens to me, it bothers me. Something is wrong. I'm not going to blame the preacher. I'm not going to blame the church. I'm not going to blame a brother assisting the Lord. If something is not moving inside of me, I am the fault. I got two knees I can get before God and ask God's power to move in my life. That's not going to happen, praise God. If I don't make the decision that God is more important, the Holy Spirit is more important than anything I know. If I can't find time with God and say, God, there's something wrong. I need your moving in my life. We think a preacher is like a magician. He can wave his hands and we all get the Holy Ghost. That's not true. I don't care how much Benny Hinn thinks he's God. <laughs> Come on, somebody. All the other preachers, I think they're God, on, God, God in the earth. They're not a God. They're men, sinful men that came from Adam. That needed a Savior. Come on, Holy Ghost. That needed to be saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost. you got to get right with God. If the Holy Spirit is not operating in your life, if it's not moving in your life, something is wrong. Come on now. Y'all quiet. Y'all looking at me like, boy, you should have preached something else. I'm telling you the truth. I'm not going to lie to you. When I look at this, this word and I see this and I say, where is it in the church? I'm talking about the church in general. Where's the hunger for God? Where's the passion for the Holy Spirit? Listen, you laugh at me. And when I was a young Christian, man, I was so sensitive toward the Holy Spirit. I didn't even want to eat a devil food cookie. That's how bad it was. <laughs> you know what? It was just I wanted, I want, I didn't want to offend God. I didn't want, I didn't want nothing of the devil in my life. I love devil food cookies. <laughs> But you know, it's just, just, it was sensitive. I was sensitive. I didn't want nothing of the devil in my life. Also, now we come to church, we get our religious people, they, they, they make us, oh, I guess it's all right. And we get all dead and we get all dried up and we wonder why. My life. Ezekiel, I think it's chapter 39, talks about the dead men's bones. And I know he's talking about Israel, but he's talking about people that don't, <laughs> just dead, bones laying out. Ezekiel saw this, this, uh, this valley, and all it was was dry bones, right? Dead people, all scattered, bones scattered all over the place. And the Lord spoke to him. He said, can these bones live? And then Ezekiel said, Lord, you know. <laughs> When I look at the church world today and I see some of the most laziest, most com compromising, dead religious people on the planet. And they say, I'm saved. No, you're not. If you can't find time to worship, if there's no spirit of Christ in you, 
to honor the Lord in song. My God, I know sometimes we go through dry. I don't mean you, you, you got to, when that happens, you got to stir it up. Let a, let a glass of chocolate sit there for a little while. It's go, all going to the bottom. Right? Got to take that spoon. You got to mix it, Ramona. Got to put, put some stir in it. <laughs> yeah. Got to make something. It's got to taste right. And that's what's happening with a lot of believers. They don't taste right. <laughs> not, there's nothing. There's no flavor in their life. They got everything at the bottom. Can these bones live, he said. Oh, <laughs> you know that chair next to you that's empty? And you say, speak to that chair. That chair is going to be full. Speak those things that are not as if they are. Started testifying, hey, of the power of God. This church don't work on my power. It's Jesus, right? I pray, right? When we buy ourselves sometimes, and just a few, I say, Lord, I'm going to be here. I say, Every time that door opens, I'm going to be here. That's a commitment me and Janice made to the Lord. And you know, you sit there and you see some empty chairs and you wonder, God, what am I doing wrong? He said, you keep praying. <laughs> you, my Lord, you keep plowing in the Holy Ghost. You don't give up. You don't quit. One time you got a, hey, listen, when you got a preacher that has a desire for God, he don't want to quit. I made a commitment to God, not to you. I made a commitment that I'm going to serve the Lord here till I die. That's what he wants. And I realized that right now, me and Jansen, what's that? <laughs> McDonald's this morning. I had three little tracks. The lady gave me my food. I said, I want to give you something. Oh, she said, thank you. I said, here's a couple of more to pass in, the, in, in McDonald's. The way, and you need to get some of them tracks in the back. Those way of salvation tracks, get them. <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> We're planting three seeds. Hallelujah. And you know the devil said, don't bother that lady. <laughs> Go take a flying leap, devil. I'm going to give it to you anyhow. <laughs> what if it wasn't God? Well, what if it was? <laughs> yeah. The devil's sure ain't going to tell you to share Jesus with anybody. But when the Holy Spirit is present, we're singing this morning, healing is here. Heal. You know who brings healing? The Holy Ghost through Jesus. Jesus will send his spirit and his spirit will come down and touch somebody. Ultimately, God's the healer. Jesus said, if you pray anything in the Father's name, I'll do it. And the Holy Spirit comes. You know, in and his presence is here to heal. Healing is here. We don't, we don't believe that no more. That died off with the apostles. Why are you singing that song, Yvette? <laughs> you better believe it. Joy is here. <laughs> Why are we singing about that? Joy of the Lord is my strength. Why sing it if the Holy Spirit is not here? Who brings joy? The Holy Spirit. Who brings comfort? The Holy Spirit. Who brings peace? The Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I'm leaving, but I'm going to send a comforter. Oh, yes, Jesus. 
to you. Another one. I'm going to send a helper to you. I don't know about you, but I need help. <laughs> My old brother Mike used to say that, Lanny, there's one prayer I pray. Help! <laughs> help! <laughs> when you're going through something, you don't have to write a religious prayer down. Just cry out, help in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Wait. I remember I was praying at Tungabra. And I was, oh man, you should have heard that beautiful prayer. I said, Lord Jesus. Like God didn't know what was going on in my life. God, you, you do this, and God do this, and God go here and do this. He said, really? <laughs> like God didn't know what I was dealing with. All I needed to holler, help! <laughs> in the Holy Ghost! <laughs> <laughs> I need your help, God. <laughs> well, you know, if I didn't use the, t the King James tone of voice, thou most holy God, thou hear me, God, <laughs> thou wonderful Lord, thou this. Listen, you don't need to use King James voice. It's nice to have it, but you don't have to talk thou and thee and thus and, and all that. Help! <laughs> Come on. What, play the game. You need help, holler for help. Listen, if you're drowning... Don't, <laughs> come on, don't quote the Greek <laughs> or Latin. <laughs> Cry out, help. <laughs> I'm going to die. <laughs> help. <laughs> Listen, I was, I was a jury duty one time. And uh, I still think about that. I guess I reflect. And, and you know, the, 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 the judge was asking Brother Al. He said, you know, what, 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 uh, what excuse can you use not to be here today? What, what, what can, you know, make you avoid or not, not serve? I told that judge. <laughs> I said, I don't understand real good, you know, fancy words. <laughs> you know what he told me? He said, that's okay. I don't understand them either. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? He put me on the jury in hell. <laughs> I don't know none of their fancy words. <laughs> That's what we sound like. <laughs> You're there with our most holy prayers and holy dial and this and that, and God's just typing it. I wonder when they're going to get real. <laughs> Stop playing this charade with me. Oh, somebody said, give me the Holy Ghost, Lord. <laughs> Listen, sometimes I'm praying, and all of a sudden, it ain't hitting, leaving that wall, man. But man, when it's touched, when I say I'm serious with God, man, the power of God, it'll fill my life, it'll fill my heart, I'll feel it. It's worth praying. I look forward to praying when the Holy Ghost is present. But if I have a little white, a little prayer, oh, let me see what I can ask God today. Let me see if God's going to do it this way. How I need God to do this. And, and write down your list. Nothing wrong with the list. We need to pray. We need to pray. But when you start planning God out, <laughs> listen, you wonder why we don't, we don't hear from God sometimes. Hmm? But when you cry, help! You <laughs> that covers it all. It's anything. <laughs> it's universal. <laughs> it's help! <laughs> You're going to go back home. Help! <laughs> 
It don't matter. Health covers everything. <laughs> Health takes care of everything. <laughs> All right, let me get one. Somebody said, we have a church this morning. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, my God. First Corinthians chapter 12. My God. <laughs> what did I, did I read? What, what, what did I read verse 4? No, I'm sorry. Acts chapter 2. Let me read it because I, 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 I put it there. Amen. <laughs> chapter 2, verse 4, Acts. Remember, the, the day of Pentecost had just happened. And they were all in the upper room. See, they were waiting for chapter 1, verse 8. They were waiting for the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. And they were waiting for God to move. Listen, listen, listen. We might be just a few, but let's keep coming. Come on, Jesus. Let's keep praying. Let's keep plowing. And I can tell you, fruit's going to come. If we trust in the power of the Holy Spirit, it'll come. But if we're not going to plow and put the seed in the ground, there will never be any fruit. I know right now, this little church and most of us has been through some tests. And it has some bruises and it has some conflict. And the devil, the devil knows that. He wants to keep on enhancing that. But we have to remember, forgetting those things that are behind us. And pressing forward for those things that are ahead. Pressing toward the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. That's heaven. And we have to take as much of people in this community with us as we can. But if we're not plowing... If the weeds are taking over the church and, and the church is falling apart, you think they're going to want to come here? Come on, Holy Ghost. Listen, people think it's funny when we get out there and cut grass and we paint the building and stuff. They have to know it's, there's life here. They, they just think it's just dry, dead religion. They're going to come. Come on, Holy Ghost. They have to see that we want God in our life. We have a desire for God. We want to share that with other people. So when the Holy Spirit is present, that's what happens. Satan hates this church. And he hates you. He wants to kill you and take you to hell with him. Right? He wants everyone in this community burning it forever. But that's not God's plan. That's not the Holy Spirit's plan. We can come up there and say, oh, we just assumed our trying. They're all... Corrupt. They all listen. God has a plan, and it ain't mine. It ain't yours. It's His. So He's the commander in chief. He's the one that's going to make the order, and He's going to send His Holy Spirit to do the work. This is the day of Pentecost, verse four. And what happened? It says, "And they were all filled." With the Holy Ghost. <laughs> they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they started speaking in tongues. Things started happening. Things started moving. And begin to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them others. Verse 5 says, And they were dwelling in Jerusalem, devout men, 
from all the nations, and when they heard the sound, they were confused. What kind of noise is this? <laughs> Watch. What, what's happening? It don't say they got out and went preach to them. It just said they received the Holy Spirit, and the presence of God came down. Conviction came. Some strange things was happening. They, were, they had people from all over the world in that day listening to them. And they were speaking with other tongues. And what that means is that they heard all these disciples and these apostles speaking other languages in their own language. And I thought about that. You ever sat in a crowd and tried to hear or understand what was being said? You ever stop and listen? All you hear is, all you hear when you got a bunch of people together talking at one time. But they heard everybody in their own language. And they understood it. <laughs> Could you do that? Can I do that? No, the Holy Spirit did it. And man, they were confused. They said, even men are drunk. <laughs> they did a bunch of guzzlers, <laughs> boozers. <laughs> they, they're all drunk. Peter got up and said, this is not what you think. No, they're not drunk, but the Spirit of God is moving. Right? And God can do it in Cotahone, Brother Allen. We talked about that earlier. These people next door we talk about, they're, they're, they're living in sin. God can raise them up to be the best Christians there is. Don't ever underestimate the power of the Holy Spirit if we, as a church, stand up for what is right. We're not looking to make pew warmers or see how much people we can add to the collection. That ain't the best. That's not what we're here for. We're here for the Holy Ghost. We're here for Jesus. We're here to win souls. We need to stand up and realize it, it, it ain't going to happen. I need you to do something for me. I need when you get... Pray God's Holy Spirit fall upon this little church. Ask the Holy Spirit to be present. You want to give a gift better than your money? Is that you pray that the Holy Spirit is in this church. God will take care of the rest. Listen to me. God will take care of the rest. Our job is to make sure that we're praying for the Holy Spirit to be present. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. It wasn't half of them. It wasn't 10% of them. Oh, and a fire fell upon their head, like a little flame. <laughs> and a wind came, the wind of the Spirit. And it filled the house where they were sitting. Lord God, give us that today. Let the wind come in this church. Let the Holy Ghost come in this church. Let the fire of God fall upon each one of us. And we all speak in tongues and praise the God of heaven for what he has done. Hallelujah. Ain't that wonderful? God is a powerful God. He's going to do that again if we want it. But it came with a price. As much as I like you here Sunday morning, that, that, that wasn't all the price he's talking about. It came with a sacrifice life. These men sacrificed their lives for this, this gospel, for this Holy Ghost. When I read Paul's writing, I can say, how can a man so knowledgeable and wisdom engrave himself so much in the growth of, his, of the church? Nothing else mattered. 
Read it. Read, read when you read Ephesians, and Galatians, uh, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, all of those writings, Paul. Look how his desire is to see the church grow. <laughs> to see the Holy Ghost move. To see bodies healed. To make sure they were spiritually sound. Right? You ever, you know, you ever notice that in his writings? Out of all the other apostles, Paul wanted to make sure that that foundation was laid. That foundation which is Christ. Everybody was worried about whether you were baptized a certain way. Or, or, or you went to, to, listen, Paul said, I didn't come to baptize, but to preach the cross. I don't want to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. He knew that that was the foundation. And he knew where the Holy Spirit was present. It was present in living a holy life. Right? Listen, I'm not perfect. Far from it. But I'm not what I was. <laughs> I said that a while. I, mean, I heard it, another preacher say the very thing. I said, that old man is dead. My God, hallelujah. Lenny Hayes that lived in, 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 in the 80s and 60s and 70s, gone. I am not responsible for what he done. Come on, Jesus. I'm not responsible. I don't have no desire. I'm not going to answer for his sin because it was paid for. He's in the grave. He died. That only came revelation through me through the Holy Spirit. No preacher ever told me that. As much as there's some good ones out there. It's just a revelation that when I looked at my picture at my house, me and Janice was 18 and 7. Man, we were young, Ray. Slim and healthy, no pain. Watch. But you know, God spoke to my heart. God said, Lenny, that's not you. You have no dealings with that man. You have no associations with that man. You, you're not responsible for what he did. I've, that was forgiven. He died. I'm not the same person anymore. I'm a new man in Christ. Thank God the Holy Spirit showed me that, Yvette. Thank God I learned that. Because, man, I could see so much better now in my life. I understand what living for God is. And listen, I ain't got it all together yet, but I'm learning, uh, y'all. I'm learning how to live a holy life. I'm starting to hate the things God hates. Oh, God don't hate nothing. Yes, he does. He hates sin with a passion. He hates the desire of the wicked with a passion. He hates what the world is doing with a passion. I don't want to be on the wrong side of the fence. I don't want to be in, a, uh, in the curse of God. I want to be in the blessings of God. Hallelujah. And the only way you're going to be in the blessings of God is in the Holy Ghost. Walking in the Spirit of the Lord. I ain't got much time. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to let it all out. <laughs> Hallelujah. I got some, it's like a fire shut up in bones. When I start, I don't know what to do. <laughs> remember, if you leave anything with it, remember how to pray. How? Help! <laughs> well, <laughs> don't waste time on religious prayers. <laughs> it don't work. <laughs> Don't try to tell God how to do it. He ain't going to listen to you. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Show me your ways, O oh Lord. Create in me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit within me. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. 
My God. David was praying that in, in, in Psalm 51, just right after he sinned with Bathsheba. When the prophet Nathan approached David and said, you have killed a just man. <laughs> Uriah. Bathsheba's husband was fighting on the, on the battlefield brother, when David was sitting in his house, sleeping with his wife. A man of God done that. Had Uriah go out because he had gotten Bathsheba pregnant. So he didn't want to, the nation to know he had sinned such a great sin. But God knew. <laughs> My God, I, I feel like preaching anymore. Y'all better watch out. The spit go fly. You got your, you got your uh, went you wipe your glasses? Easy, man. <laughs> Woo! And you know what? I'm listening to this stuff and I said, David got Uriah fighting the battle, right? He was on the fighting, doing his job. Took him and tried to make him go sleep with his wife so he could cover his own sin, David's sin. But Uriah would not go. He tried to get him drunk. He still wouldn't go. So how in the world can I go meet my wife when the army of the Lord is fighting this battle on the field? My God, you better fight. You want to continue, you better fight. Listen, it's not with a hammer or a knife or a gun. It's with the power of the Holy Ghost. You better fight. You better never give up. You better never throw in the towel because Satan is waiting there to kill you. He sends Uriah to the battlefield and makes sure that Uriah would get in the front line so he would die. Then Uriah died, got killed on the battlefield because of David. Then he turns around and marries his wife. And then he had this little baby. And David said, I guess I got away with this one. Prophet came to David. You killed this man. And I'm not getting into all the details. You'd have to read the whole story. And if you was listening, me and Bogan Bowen was talking about that on Brothers Searching. You know, it took the death of Uriah to bring David's repentance. Ooh. That was the Holy Ghost's job. Wait a minute, what the Holy Ghost let one man die? So one could be saved? Yes. My Lord died 2,000 years ago for my miserable, sinful life. And you know what? He paid the ultimate price for my... He, I'd be dead and gone in hell a long time ago if Jesus wouldn't have gave up his life for me. I feel the presence of God. I don't know. Listen, I feel the Holy Ghost. If he wouldn't have laid down his life in order and ordained by God from the Holy Ghost... A man had to die so you can live. A man, a faithful man, a man that didn't, never knew sin. A man perfect. My God, I feel like preaching. A man that gave his life that I don't have to go to hell. Come on, Uriah, the prince, went and died in David's place. And Uriah's death brought the repentance. Of David. Come on, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Thank you. Lord, I thank you, Father. God, I thank you for what Jesus did. I thank you for the Holy Spirit, God, that was in his heart. And the power of the Spirit, God, that moved on him to walk to Calvary for my sins, Lord God. I didn't I wasn't worth it, Lord God. What are we that you're even mindful of us? That you should even you would even 
Think, think about us that we should, we call your sons and daughters. My God, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but man, that, that, that'll start something in my spirit. If you're satisfied with a mediocre Christianity, you can have it, but I'm not. I want more of Jesus, more and more and more. I want more of Jesus than I ever had before. What's the next word? I want more of his great love, so rich and full and free. I want more of Jesus. Give me more of me. Yeah. Oh, wait. Wait, what's the last word? Give him what? Give him more of who? Me. I want more of Jesus, so I got to give him more of me. Right? My Lord, one more, one more verse. Chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians. How important is the Holy Spirit? Well, let me show you how important. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I, if you don't leave here with something to dwell on, then I haven't done my job. Chapter 12. I want to know his spirit. The Holy Spirit is easily grieved. What I mean by that is that if he wants something, Ray, and you're not willing to surrender to it, it grieves him. He's angry at the church that doesn't pray. He's angry at a church that doesn't want to go to church, and don't want to seek him. Can I say something? And don't take this wrong. Without the Holy Spirit, you're not born again. I said it again. I'm going to say it. And I'm, I know people listen on the internet, and they might say, well... I've been a Baptist, or I've been a Catholic, or I've been a Methodist all my life. That's not enough. No, it's not enough. Without the Holy Spirit, you're lost. Without the Holy Spirit, it takes the Holy Spirit to, to, to save you. It takes the Holy Spirit coming into your heart after you've repented to walk with God. It takes the Holy Spirit in you not to lie, not to steal, not to commit adultery. It takes the Holy Spirit to walk a holy life. It empowers you where you can't do it for yourself, right? You ever wondered? I've had people say that, well, if I give my life to Jesus, I'm going to have to stop doing this and that, and I don't think I can do it. No, you can't. Because <laughs> if the Holy Spirit is not there to empower you, you're going to fail every time. Every time. He says this in chapter. I want you to listen. If you listen to anything from this morning, listen to this, these verses. Verse 8. And it says, For to one is given the word of wisdom. He's talking about the gifts of the Spirit. And you got to read the whole thing because I ain't got time to go through all of it. He's talking about the spiritual gifts, the diversity. What that means to everyone in the church, we have certain gifts, right? First Corinthians. Chapter 12. To some of us is given the word of prophecy. My Lord, I feel it. To some of us is given the word of wisdom. To some of us is given the gift of miracles. And they list about seven different gifts. Because all these gifts have to operate in the church, right? The, the gifts of the Spirit are there to strengthen the church. 
to give them a word from the Lord. So when, when we say it's not for today, we are racing all of these, these different gifts. You know, the people say, well, it's not for today. He died with the, the last apostle, John. Well, well, <laughs> well, what about the rest of them? What about the word of wisdom? What about the word of knowledge? What about the gift of healing? Uh, if, if, if the gift of healing is not there for today, are the rest of them? Well, yeah, yeah. Well, why are you erasing miracles? You know why? Because a lot of people don't have enough faith to believe in them. That's why. So they excuse them away. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? A lot of times we excuse the things of God away because we don't have faith to believe it. Believe it. Want miracles? It takes faith. You want faith? It takes work. It takes, it takes seeking God. It takes time preparing your heart and believing it and putting your place self in the right place. And you're never going to do that without the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit is the one that brings these things, right? How many of you are praying for something right now and you don't see an answer? Don't quit. <laughs> Come on. Listen. <laughs> don't quit. I told a lady today, I told you all that, I, I, yesterday, I said, a, a, a Christian lady loves the Lord with a whole heart. I said, you know what? We, we need to stop getting our own faith. She looked at me like I was, I said, a lot of times we, we, we gender our faith to what we think God is. And we don't accept God's faith. <laughs> what God says he is. If God says, I need God's faith, I don't need Lenny's faith. <laughs> My faith ain't going to do a bit of good without putting my faith in what God said. So I got to reverse it. Say, God, I don't need my faith. I need your faith. And that lady's face lit up. It's like she got a revelation from God. Something she's been praying for, she's wondering why she hasn't gotten the answer. It's like she smiled. Like she, said, she was there. She was smiling. Man, she, it's like God just opened a big old cookie jar to her. And gave her a word. And I felt, I was sitting there, I, I felt the presence of God. I felt the Holy Ghost. I knew God was trying to show her something. God's faith is not your faith. God's faith is not what you think God is. It's what God says he is, right? <laughs> we, we, need to, we need to turn things around, man. Don't tell me you have faith in God if you can't believe in healing. Oh, we just explained. God don't do that no more, right? Tongues, that's of the devil. No, I'm, I'm, you hear what I'm saying? That's how we explain it away. We start making excuses because we don't have God's faith. So Jesus is saying here, or, or Paul, to one is given the gift of the word of wisdom uh, through the spirit to another. <laughs> What's that next one? Knowledge. Knowledge. What's the next one? Faith. 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 What, well, wait, stop a minute. What kind of faith? It comes, the, listen, the gift of faith comes through the Holy Spirit. Right? <laughs> Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. It comes, the wonder why we don't have the, the faith we need is because we're not letting the Holy Spirit give it to us. Faith comes through the Holy Spirit. Well, we don't talk about the Holy Spirit no more. I mean, he's, he's past news, uh, past smoke. He's, he's history. No, he's not history. You ain't got faith without the Holy Spirit. 
You don't have healing without the Holy Spirit. You don't have the word of wisdom without the Holy Spirit. And it goes on. Watch. To another, the word of knowledge. In verse, and to another, the same self spirit. To another, faith by the same self spirit. To another, the gift of healing by the same spirit. What spirit? The same spirit? What spirit does all that? The Holy Spirit. Right? My God, I feel it, praise God. If we don't have that, if, if we don't have these gifts in God's church, then God is not here. If you need a healing, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. And the Holy Spirit puts faith into you. Right? I didn't write these words, okay? I'm not making this up. That's why I choose to just use the Bible if I have to when I preach. Because you won't have no argument, right? You know it's, it's written. Healing by the same, same spirit and prophecy, discerning of spirits to another, diverse kinds of tongues, interpretations of tongues, but to one, but one of the selves. I mean, it, he works over all the spectrum of all these things I just read. It's all the Holy Ghost. Spirit works all things. Distribute to each another as, as he wills, as much as you want. And I got one more child. That was, I'm serious, that's just it. I'm, I'm going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. How do you get these things? And I'm going to close with this. How do you get these things? Chapter 2, 1 Corinthians. Verse 10. I like these verses that I'm fixing to read to you. It explains to, to me and to you. What is revealed in his word, okay? What is revealed? We might have to do this another day. Seriously, it's just so much. It's, it's just so much. But God, verse 10, has revealed them through his what? Spirit. His spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things. Yes, the deep things of God. <laughs> Listen, if you want to know something from God, search it through the Spirit. The Spirit searches all things. There are things that are deep in the Lord. And the only answer you're going to get is from the Holy Ghost. Brother Mike told me that years ago. One time he was, as a young preacher, he, he was troubled about the, the tribulation when Jesus was coming back. And he told me that he was wanting to know you know, people were talking about Jesus was coming at the beginning of the tribulation period. Jesus was coming in the middle or at the end. But he said he got on his desk at his house. He was praying and the Holy Spirit fell. And he said he got scared. And he, the Lord brought him the answer. Where he says, God had not appointed us unto wrath, but to obtain favor from the Lord. In other words, God is not. Judge his church as to say he's going to judge him with the wind. That's not going to happen. Lot had to get removed from Sodom before God can destroy it. The Lord prepared an ark for Noah before he flooded the earth. He hasn't changed. Before he's going to judge the earth, he's going to take his church out. And my brother told me that. He said, I got my and he settled that until as long as I know, till he died. That that was the answer. But he had to get that through the Spirit. 
He didn't call another preacher and say, what you think, or what you think, or what you think. Nothing wrong with that if you're trying to get an answer. But when you got to do it, you got to go before the Lord and seek his word. Because the the Spirit will never disagree with this book. It will never contradict anything Jesus says. Some things we might not understand, we have to pray. And ask God to show us. And it might take a a, a few days, it might take a week, it might take a month. But don't settle in your heart till you get an answer from the Holy Spirit. Because he's going to give you an answer. And it goes on, it says this. For I declare not to know anything among you except what? Oh, no, I lost my spot. Verse 11. Uh, verse 11. Well, that's a good one, too. <laughs> For what man knows the things of man except what? The spirit of man, which is in him. Now, that don't necessarily mean the Holy Spirit. How do you know something? You, 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 have, you have your spirit, which is your soul, and you have the Holy Spirit. See, the, the Bible says the flesh warred against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh because the, the flesh does not want to pray. <laughs> Amen? The flesh doesn't want to come to church. It doesn't want to read its Bible. See, sometimes you got to, when you crucify the flesh, even though you don't want, get pray anyhow. Most of the time, that's when God's going to move. Because you said to the flesh, I will not heed or listen to you. She's the devil will weigh you down. You're all tired. And I do it all. Man, I'm wore out and tired. And, and oh, you know, I can't get up. I mean, you know what? You know what? Get up and wash your face. Somebody tell me, but, but Lenny, you know what I do? I get up, I wash my face, I put the pot of coffee on, I do what I got to do, and I get up. And after I'm up, then I go. Because, you know, the devil wants you way down, so just wash your face. Anoint your head with oil if you have to. <laughs> do something. Because we're wasting time laying down. I'm not against rest. Thank God sometimes I sleep later than I'm supposed to. But I'm not against rest. That's not what I'm talking about. But when God is stirring something up, when God is calling you, it's not the devil telling you to pray. The devil says, stay in bed, Ramona. Sleep till 10 o'clock. Lanny. Come on, Holy Ghost. You want to play? You want want something to happen in your life? Start paying the price. You want the Holy Ghost? Start crucifying the flesh. I had one time uh, somebody told me that. The dear brother was saying that he was praying for the Holy Spirit. And, 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 and he couldn't get it. But he had something in his life that, was, that, was, that, that he was dealing with. And he was fighting with. And, you know, and the Lord said, get rid of that. I'll feel you. And I'm going to tell you what it was. because that's, that's, But the thing is that he finally got rid of it and the Holy Ghost came into his heart. <laughs> because, you know, when you put some trust in something else other than the power of God, it could be something simple. It could be, it could be a movie he's telling you to throw out of your house. Or it could be, you know, it could be anything. And because you hold on to that stuff, my Lord, somebody say amen or out or something. Because you hold on to that stuff, it doesn't allow the Holy Spirit to come in. 
And you'll never get it. You're struggling. You're struggling. I'm trying to serve God. Well, why don't you get rid of that stuff? I'm trying to serve God. Why don't you just quit doing that? I'm trying to serve God. And then not say, Lord, I can't do it without you. i got to have the power of your spirit because I'm going to fail. I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to succeed by allowing something. Listen, I'm claiming to be a Christian and have the power of God, and I can't get rid of that little thing that's in my life. As he's putting something down. Come on. What book? You said that this morning? What about Joshua? Take that cursed thing out of your house. And the scripture said, unless you become a cursed thing like it. If anything is drawing you down, if anything is drawing your spirit down, if anything is drawing you from the Lord, get it out. It's a cursed thing that steals your faith. It's a cursed thing that robs the Holy Spirit from working in your life. Hallelujah. Somebody, y'all look at him like I'm a nut. But it's the truth. I'm almost finished. Except the spirit of man that's in him. Even so, no one knows the things of God except what? Spirit of God. Who knows the things of God? The Spirit of God. Who's going to give you the answer? The Spirit of God. Who knows what you need? The Spirit of God. Come on, that ought to shake some cans. Hallelujah. <laughs> Who knows what you need? The Spirit of God. You know, we're trying to find answers for me. There's nothing wrong with that. Because sometimes I'm a little confused. I have to, you have to get counsel from me. I'm talking about having victory in your life, something that God wants you to overcome. You know in your heart that it's wrong, but you'll never get, this, you'll never get it out because you, you're too busy trying to explain the things of the way, making excuses why it's okay. It's never okay to sin. It's never okay to destroy your mind and your spirit with the lust of this world. It's never okay to put a TV and watch a woman in a bikini uh, hour after hour and expect the Holy Spirit to move in your life or a man in, the, in, in his drawers. In some cases, nothing. It's never okay to look after another man's wife or another, another man's husband. It's death. It's never okay. Says, <laughs> For what a man knows the things a, a man except the Spirit of God, which is in him, even so... Knows, knows the things of, of God except the Spirit of God. He says in verse 12, Now we have received not the Spirit of the world. Come on, Holy Ghost. My God. We have, listen, what you, what you have is not the world's Spirit. If you're wanting to live for God and you're having victory and you're overcoming and there's things in your life you want to conquer, that's not going to come from the world. The world's going to say, hey, easy come, easy go. The world's going to say, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. Come on, you, you get what I'm coming from? The world's going to say, that one's, uh, one's okay. One ain't going to hurt you. After all, you'll be, you'll be, you'll be uh, drinking in one and two and three and four, and after all, you'll be an alcoholic. Yeah, one does hurt. One look does hurt. Listen, I made my mind up. I got one wife, Brother Ray. I don't have no business looking at other women. Come on, Holy Ghost. That's the one I got. God, God gave me her. So I'm not going to spend my life lusting after something, destroying my spirit for something I, that, that's ungodly. 
I'm gonna, if, I, if I'm going to have any thoughts, it's going to be about her. Right, bro? Hallelujah. <laughs> if I'm going to have any, any desires, I'm going I'm to think toward her. If I'm going to be intimate, it's going to be toward the woman that assigned my name for, to, for to death to a spark. See me, see me. Okay. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I'm going to get myself in trouble. <laughs> but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things of, that are freely given to us by who? By God.